All right, we are recording live. All right, Cheesehead Nation, welcome to a post-Super Bowl off-season episode of Sharp Cheddar. Yeah, switching it up out here on my porch. Having a couple stogies on a beautiful Saturday in Washington, D.C. I think we'll forgo our uh, beer for now because we're drinking some nice bourbon, thanks to Hank. And cigars, thanks to uh, Omar. He's lighting this up already. Yeah, we did a, a little little brat taste test that we'll <laughs> we'll tell you guys more about at halftime. But what are we smoking uh, it's today? Been a nice off season Saturday. We are smoking a Buffalo Tent. It's actually a very very good cigar. I got it as part of a cigar of the month club back last summer. Liked it so much that I ordered five more of them. So <laughs> we're having three of those today. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's um. Lots of changes coming for us in the offseason, not just for the Packers, but yeah. for the crew as well in our personal lives, you know, not just our celebrity podcast lives, but uh, we're switching it up. You know, we're not taking our well, we did just take a, a shot of Rumplemans, to be fair, but um, we're just going to be switching it up. Yeah, Ooh. I do have a big announcement for the podcast, kind of a, a major life change that I'm making. Um, I will no longer be superstitious about my uh about my football watching and for habits. those of you or the anybody that knows hank that is a big announcement yeah i mean in the past i have gone and sat in the bathroom during a game because i got up to go to the bathroom and there was a good thing that happened or you know i'd close my eyes during field goals you know, wear the exact same thing, eat the exact same same thing on game day. And after 10 years of doing yeah. that and not winning another Super Bowl, I'm kind of like, YOLO. Well, I, yeah. I guess I guess it's time to eat what I want, wear what I want, and go to the bathroom when I, I mean, want. I mean, so I understand <laughs> where you're coming from because I am also one of the more superstitious members of the of the crew here in terms of you gotta do the brats right, you gotta have the beers at the right moments of the of the game, uh, that type of thing. I don't want to let those things die by any means, but I think the loss yeah, taught me something. You, you just gotta you just gotta live your life like like you want to. You know, you can have fun with those things, but they're not they're not a they're they're a means to having fun. They're not a means to an end. Meaning, we're gonna win the game because of them. But and that's yeah. true of me going to Vegas with you guys. I was like, fuck it. We'll go to Vegas this year because you know what? We'll see what happens. Yeah, and we I mean we had a great time. Like so let, let's get into quarter one. Let's talk about Vegas. Are we still doing quarters, Omar? I don't know. Let's get into whatever we're doing right now. We're we're on the deck, it's off season. Let's just, you know, whatever we're whatever we're gonna call this, let's talk about Vegas. So Vegas was a fucking blast. <laughs> uh, easily, I think one of the one of the best times that we've had. COVID be damned. COVID be damned. Yeah, and, you know, some might call what we did irresponsible, but you know, Vegas actually did a very good I job. I mean, we going to the bar every single Sunday. <laughs> like, no, I I, th- I feel like Vegas. You know, for for what it's worth, for those of you who might be uh, contemplating going to Vegas right now. It, they actually did a very good job of keeping everything. It felt very safe. It, it really did. I mean, they had obviously like the hospital grade air filters and everything, but they also had like plastic shields between every person at the table. I mean, at the end of the day, and, what are those doing? Like you're still in a casino full of people. 
just because when you yell blackjack next to someone and there's a little divider doesn't change the fact that your air is all eh, shifting around. Yeah, that's true. But they also probably have better air fil- filtration systems than the 99% of other places that you might go. I mean, How's this bourbon take? I mean, I will Pretty say good. the four of us went, none of us yeah, got sick, I, I so. went and got tested after we got back and I was negative. I got tested twice. You know, a wise man once said you can't uh, get positive unless you get tested. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're all negative. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. I mean, Hank and I spent, what, six hours standing at one one uh, craps table. Oh, Won yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, we, we've had luck at that exact same table in the past. So that might be the only table I ever came to. Yeah, dude, that, that table is hot. I don't. I have no idea what that casino is called either. No, it's the old Vegas one, away, like the one diagonal, away from Queens. The one away like from Queens. Diagonal from Binion's. So, yeah, oh, sorry, it's oh, called Queens. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like four Queens or something like this that. This is in Old Old Town, Old yeah, Vegas, on yeah. Fremont Street. I'm I, having trouble lighting the cigar. Yeah, I don't smoke. I remember my first cigar. I don't smoke as much as you guys do. Go grab your lighter. Oh. Yeah, I mean, one of the other highlights of the trip, if you ask me, was the shooting range. That was a that was a blast. I think that's gonna gonna become a a staple of the Vegas trips that we do every single year for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah we went, that was definitely the best part about it for me. That's the only reason that came. I was like, oh, we're shooting guns. I'll come. Okay. <laughs> what what was that place called? Uh, Battlefield, Battlefield Vegas. I mean, to be fair, it was kind of a trashy. It was hundred like, percent trashy thing, but, but like kind of half a museum as well, with like yeah. all sorts of tanks and choppers and like yeah. humvees. You get the fuck around. So, like, it's cool. I mean, it, it, it seems the museum was kind of like a tetanus shot waiting to happen. But <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, the fact that I got to shoot a 50 cal that was sniper. Sweet. Oh, my God. That that's, was sweet. That was cool because as they're like setting it up, the guy's telling me, he's like, all right, like, get ready. It's going to be loud. It's going to give you a little kick. And after he steps away, he yells out to the rest of the range, 50, 50 cal, and all <laughs> yeah, of the other, like, instructors all yell out 50. And then all of a sudden you shoot, and it just sends a shockwave through the entire facility. Yeah, that was Everybody that was just stops in their tracks. As much <laughs> as, like, all the other saws and stuff that we shot are loud as hell, and that's, like, oozy, ground-mounted, like, cannon <laughs> thing. Like, they're all super loud, and you're like, oh, shit, what is that guy shooting? Then Hank's 50 cal goes off, and it's just like, boom. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. thing was kind of, like, shockwave. It was, was – I, I think I want to do that next year. That that mm. seemed cool. That, yeah. yeah. But I think that my only regret about it was that I only got one round because the first the first shot I took, it, it was such a shock to the yeah. system that – Two. Yeah, that I think you having – You can actually aim. Getting the first one, like, oh, my God, that just <laughs> happened. And then getting a second or a third – would have been would have made it a lot more fun yeah. yeah i shot like the seal team six package which had a bunch of automatic weapons and the saw i had never shot automatic and that was a new experience where it just kind of like yeah goes yeah. up and you have to kind of control i don't want to remember which one i sh- which package i picked but i mean i had never shot a handgun before so that, oh, that was yeah look at you you liberal i know right <laughs> I, I thought it was cool that was actually i, it, I it, there was a there was an automatic in there too i thought the handgun was my favorite part it was the perfect way to get the hangover off out of the way because like we're all standing there at the counter being like what do you want to shoot Meanwhile, i'm like shit. head down in the toilet while this is happening <laughs> and then you get out like adrenaline rush after you shoot the guns and you're out and you're like fuck it let's go gamble like i'm Scott yeah. Frank of my hangover. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So. Yeah, fortunately, Matt's baby back bitch ass isn't here to tell his side of the story, but 
you know, it, ne- next episode maybe he. Yeah, can Matt seemed like in. he had a little a little rougher Vegas trip than his previous one. Yeah, he, he was uh he was, he was definitely saltier. Don't I I don't I have no idea what his loss loss record <laughs> was on that, but he definitely yeah. didn't win. We'll say that. <laughs> I mean, you're you're never really up on Vegas unless you're really going deep. But last year I was up. I came back on top last year. Okay, but yeah, I mean, Hank and I had a fucking phenomenal run at our table at that fucking place and on Fremont street. Yeah. And then I also hit on almost all of my props. Yeah. Hank, you kind of taught me how to play craps. That was fun yeah. for a little bit. I mean, and we didn't win any money, but it took like an hour or two to yeah. bleed out like a hundred bucks. And I had like four or five drinks. So it yeah. was worth it for that. Yeah. Whereas um, like blackjack, you, you'll lose that five rounds. If you, yeah. If you don't hit right. The this thing that saved me on the blackjack table was our last, yeah. After the Super Bowl Sunday night, I'm there with Matt. Five, I put 200 bucks down. Five minutes in, I'm up 400 bucks, and I just look at Matt and I'm like, "Look, like I'm just, I'm. This is only going one direction if I sit here for longer. Like I'm. This is good enough for me, man. Like good luck." And I just cash out. <laughs> Matt was never gonna stop with that either. So no. Yeah. So I mean, I guess speaking of Sunday bets and everything, like the Super Bowl bets were awful. Yeah, Super, I, that, Super game, sucked, that game overall might be the worst Super Bowl. Almost worse than the uh, the Patriots-Rams game. I, it was I, like 7 I think At was, least that game was close. This game was equally as boring, but it wasn't It wasn't like that you ever really felt like the Chiefs were in. I mean, I must no. have been blinded by the Super Bowl hype to not realize that the Chiefs' O-line was just dead. Like yeah. the memes of – of it being like the Buccaneers defense versus Mahomes with like no offensive line. You see yeah, those like yeah. edited out. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean the I, kid, the kid, I don't like the kid necessarily, but like he played his heart out. Like good for him. I, I like Mahomes. Yeah, a lot, score a touchdown, I like Mahomes a lot. But I mean that I think even even the Patriots Rams Super Bowl, it was a good defensive battle. Like this sure. one wasn't even a defensive battle. No. It was just like a sloppy well, game. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't even play that well. He got no. the MVP. There's a whole that's that's yeah. why I will also say the people who I, I remember talking to people who after Mahomes won that Super Bowl last year were ready to be like, oh, he's clearly better than Rodgers. He's won one already. And like he's clearly gonna win a bunch more going forward. And I kind of had to say, like, pump the brakes on yeah. that. Like we thought that about Rodgers after the Super Bowl 10 years yeah. ago. And it's harder to win a Super Bowl. It's way harder to win a Super Bowl than you think. Like, not a lot of guys repeat Super Bowls. That first one kind of comes easy, or it seems like it came easy. I mean, Rodgers, it was his third year as a starter. Mahomes got his his second year as a starter. I mean, now now Mahomes has been to two. That's that's more than Rodgers. But if if anything, that Super Bowl is like, hey, buddy, like, you play against better teams, uh, you play against a team with a good defense from the NFC side, like, it's not a shoe in that you're going to win. I'm not saying the NFC North is anything special this year. I do find but, it very you know, difficult to, to say, though, that the Bucs were the best team in the NFC. No, they weren't. No, we they were. weren't. We were way better. Yeah. We, we, we should have won. I think, we should have won the NFC championship, and we would have won the Super Bowl. They had some dark Tom Brady watching. magic. Like Hank said, he yeah. sold his soul to the devil years ago. Yeah. Probably when he was on Michigan. Oh, of course. <laughs> that makes sense. At I'm my brother sure I'm pretty sure that's like a requirement with the – letter of intent to play at Michigan yeah, is like page one is your letter of intent that goes to the NCAA page two is your soul going to and then why don't more Michigan players make it or, or excel but in the NFL I, I was surprised though because <laughs> I good point I, I made like hey we got Rashawn Gary yeah. <laughs> he came yeah he surprised us so maybe yeah, yeah actually I like know. Gary for, for Michigan, I do too but, 
and Runyon. Runyon's a Michigan guy too. Anyways, um, I made like I think I made like thirteen prop bets. None of them were significant amounts of money, but I lost all of them. I didn't. I was zero percent on my prop bets. I I won. I was exactly one prop bet. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting to win like. 35% 35% of them, but a third yeah. would be no, great. I won you know? one, but luckily it was a big prop bet. So I think I only ended up being down like 50 bucks because I had on the first touchdown of on the, the game. Super Bowl itself. Oh, yeah. You, on you the had, first touchdown dropped, of the game, right? you guys all did only Scotty Miller at plus like 1500. Yeah, I, yeah, I did bad. Scotty Miller, but I also did Gronk at plus 900. So that basically yeah. covered all of my losses on the other. My ones. only one winning prop bet was the outcome of the first drive would be a punt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like I did coin toss. I mean, I, oh, I yeah, granted I did a bunch on the Chiefs. I did a couple on the Chiefs that yeah, obviously didn't did work too. out. Yeah. But like I did a couple on Tom Brady, and he he should have thrown a pick that got like called back. Yeah, or it was like, I would have won that. Or one. it was like it was tipped or something that was stupid. Uh, everything was, went wrong yeah, for me. Yeah. And I even lost Gator Matt won Gatorade on the field. I had I had red and you had orange. I thought that was a shoe-in. My yeah, my saving uh, grace was that I tried to at halftime bet on the Chiefs to come back and win money line, but Matt said the line was too long, so he didn't get the bet in. And that ended up saving my ass too. Vegas was good though. I mean, we had a nice steak. We stayed at we, Aria, uh, which Aria, was Aria what, the, those rooms were fantastic. Yeah. As much as we didn't spend any time there, yeah. Yeah, I slept like three hours a night. Like, but was... uh, your little hangover tricks worked a little bit for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Was oh, we smoked a cigar somewhere. Where did we smoke a cigar? Uh, Caesar, Caesar's, Caesar's Palace, yeah. yeah. I like, right right I before like Mr. Chow. Mr. Chow was amazing. That was a phenomenal restaurant. Yeah, our food this year was a lot better yeah. than last year. So we, we did, did not stop by the table. We have to... Uh, have a conversation with Mr. Child about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a need a text him about. Speaking of cigars, what do you guys think of these cigars? This is good, it's man. Delicious. Yeah, yeah it's really it's good, pretty right? nicely. Yeah. yeah, it goes really good. Once with I got the it bourbon, yeah, it once I got it running. Um, yeah, I think that food the food this year was phenomenal. I mean, Super Bowl sucked. The Super Bowl uh, itself sucked, but, but the, part, the really party was, the party you know, was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we, we went to Blondie's in yeah. uh, Planet but, Hollywood. Yeah, that was so funny. So we get there. And I think it was what Matt was still putting in bets at the book, but we were like, can we get four shots of Rumpelman's? So he's like, well, technically it's not like on the oh open God. bar, but just this one time we'll give you shots. And we're like, oh, well, what the fuck? I'm so we take the shot. And then like somewhere like early second half, she's like, guess what, boys? Like no one cares anymore. Rumpelman's for everybody. <laughs> and we're like every five minutes on the minute right now. And I'm, we just started ripping them. I'm still pissed about <laughs> that stupid field goal at the end of the third quarter, though. Because oh, yeah. we did we did the like expensive squares at the yeah. Super Bowl party. And had they not kicked that field goal, I would have won the third quarter and the fourth quarter. I would have oh, I would have won like bucks, yeah, yeah, I would have won like fifteen hundred dollars between those two quarters. And that one field goal that was completely meaningless in the game. Yeah. Screwed me. I just oh, can't believe they so didn't fast. even like it was kind of a lot of you guys put um I know Matt did he puts him on the second half on the Chiefs and I was surprised. I do you, you think that yeah. they they would adapt and at I least tried, get a touchdown or two and make it close? It wasn't even a factor. Yeah, I tried no, to but, put some on that, but it didn't go through. Yeah. It saved me some money. The flight back was was one of the worst flights yeah, of my life. I, I slept most of the time. I was uh, very happy to have a aisle. I'll just say that. Yeah, I was on the <laughs> aisle, but the the woman next to me. Yeah. Ew, and not not the greatest flight companion. 
Well, to, uh, to, to wrap up Vegas, I think we, we are going again next year and we are staying at the Bellagio for any of our, you know, three listeners that might want to come out to <laughs> Join Vegas and, and, and catch hang us out in with Vegas. us. Yeah. yeah. Catch us in catch Vegas us on the in strip. our prime form. Yeah. Yeah. We already booked. Got yeah. Phenomenal deal on that. Oh so. my God. Bellagio. So cheap. I've never stayed, but I've heard that the rooms are, are great. We will almost certainly go back to John George in uh, Aria yeah. for the steaks. Yeah. yeah. And the truffle croquettes. Oh, I'm going to wait for the bribes to come out to really commit. But, uh, yeah, that was fun for sure. That was fun. Oh, you already committed yeah. to yeah. coming the, out Thursday night. So the, the other big bet that gave me a little extra spending money and flexibility in Vegas was my MVP bet that for mm. some reason back in, like, mid-December, late December, I was able to get Rodgers plus 400 to win MVP. Yeah, I still know like, how you got he that. Was, he had that's substantially crazy. better stats than Mahomes with, like, two, three weeks left in the season, and yet he had worse odds. But, like, Mahomes was, like, minus 150, and Aaron was plus 400. So, of course, I put some money down on that, and that, that was – I mean. Let's, awesome. let's, like, this is this is our Q2. We want to talk about Rodgers. We want to talk all things mm-hmm. Rodgers. MVP and his love life. But first is MVP. A, the guy is only the sixth human being to win it three times. Yeah. Peyton, Brady, Favre, Jim Taylor. And, well, I'm uh, pretty sure Peyton won it five times. Right. He's the only yeah. one that's won it more well, than three. Aaron's going to get five. Yeah. Anywho, that's impressive. But the fact that he's doing this now a decade plus after his after his after he first did it, is, is incredible. Like, well, his first one was 2011. It's been a decade of excellence that he goes MVP. Back. I don't think anyone's done that. I mean, Peyton won his pretty quickly in a row. Um, and also, I don't think anyone has won it uh, more than once in Aaron Rodgers' three times winning it. No, no, yeah. no, nobody, he's, nobody, nobody he's won it three that, times yeah. before anyone has won it, won it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his, he's the best player of this decade. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And say what you want about, like, I, I don't know if George, the Jordan Love draft pick, like, drove him to do that. I think he had – I don't think it did. The did. breakup? He, maybe. The breakup I, actually might have I, I think he had that story. in him to begin with, and he just yeah, – yeah. you know, he maybe it was just a little bit of a spark that was like, oh, shit, I can do this again. No, I, like, think, I think logistically, Hank, it was like Matt LaFleur's second year, Devontae yeah, yeah. becoming the best wide receiver in the, the league. Offense. Like – our offensive line was playing really, really well. Yeah. And except for when we played the Bucks for whatever reason. I, I, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was and the offense was clicking better than it has. Uh, it's probably the best Losing offense Bak- almost of all time. Yeah. Losing Bucks. Top three offense of the playoffs of- may have cost us yeah. the game. Um, no it, it may have. But I mean, so yeah, I, I find it very I'm I'm gonna so Nick Wright a few months ago, uh Nick Wright was talking about so how one of your William Hill friends or no, no he, he's a he's an ESPN <laughs> guy, he sucks. Oh, I actually like Nick, right? Uh-huh. But uh, he he had he was talking about how you know everybody's talking about the Jordan Love pick being the spark for Aaron Rodgers, like no, like Brian Gutekunst so displayed fourth di- four dimensional chess, it's or so I think that was his quote, like hey, yeah, Brian Gutekunst over here playing four dimensional chess, and everybody else is just a fucking idiot. Like I find <laughs> that I find that very hard to believe. I think that Aaron, like like you said, Joe. And I, I can't believe I'm saying that, like, actually agreeing with something that Joe said, like, this much. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it was – it was uh, LaFleur's second year. Second year in the offense, like, grown into it. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams coming through. Without two and a half games. 
Aaron Jones. He had the, he had the best like best season of a wide receiver in Packers history. He may period. have the best one of the best seasons of a receiver in history. 100%, like yeah, forget the Packers receivers. I mean, I Packers mean, franchise records. If he played a stand as like NFL records, and well, if he had played much. a full season, like another two and a half games of adding adding those stats, like, even if yeah. it were mediocre, five four catches here and there. Yeah, hundred percent. The other MVP stat before we move on to more of Rogers Incorporated is um, <laughs> I forget what the last stat I heard about the MVP was like the Packers have won nine of them in between Roger. No, I forget. Yeah. I think between Rogers Favre and the rest of the Packers MVPs, our division has won like two. It has been like Sanders and Someone else on the Bears, something like that. Oh, and, no, the Viking, uh, Adrian Peterson won yeah. in 2012. Okay. I think yeah. we have like nine to three MVPs, Packers to our division. And it's like, okay, yeah, like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And one, one, one thing that I love about Rodgers doing these weekly interviews on uh, Pat McAfee, McAfee, yeah. Yeah. like not only are some of the quotes you get awesome, but you really do get kind of more of a inside track as to how he's feeling. And the fact yeah. that – he was like, this year was the first year that I have felt completely healthy since like 2011. Like, and I, I think mean, he, mentally, he was, mental health was huge. I mean, mental health was huge, but just the physical health. I mean, he's the, a mental he's, health kind of guy. People talk, people pretended before this season that he was old and was he looking at retiring and shit like that. And he's like, no, this is the best he I just have felt everybody. in a decade. Like, he is playing like he's 25. I mean, like, it also helps that he had arguably the best offensive line in football. Yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let, let's jump to uh, the rest of Aaron Rodgers incorporated. So <laughs> obviously every, the world found out about the, 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 the engagement. Well, we're still we determining did. when exactly it happened, but it was very clearly happened throughout the season. They were engaged in the season. At some point, yeah. Yeah. If not before the season. Well, it must have been immediately before the season. Because yeah. he broke I mean, up with Danik. It, our, one of our first episodes, our first, like, second or third was Break Up Blues. And I was very, very upset about Danik. And I, I think during the summer, there was, like, a rumor that he may or may not have been dating this girl. But to go from, like, rumors about dating to all of a sudden, four months later, like, oh, we're engaged. Like, that's a big leap. But I, I don't know. I'm happy for the guy. Like, if he, oh, are you if, happy for him? I'm if, not. Oh, my God. If he's happy, if he's feeling good, if he's playing well, like, I don't care. Dude. I love it. Have you guys listened to her interview? Dude, the one that just came out last week was like, oh, I never thought I'd marry a guy that throws the ball for a living. Like, you're talking about the Messiah that walks on Earth at Lambeau. Yeah, like, she she's a nobody. Like, uh, Dipshit. Okay, A, she's famous from like some teenage soap opera. Who cares? She's a decade younger. Okay, everyone, you know, our fans, right? All of our fans, they want to hear us be like supportive, blah, blah, blah. And I will be, I will be, right? It clearly worked for him this season. And there's no reason to doubt that he won't have an MVP season next season that will be in the NFC Championship again. Whatever. But like this chick, yeah, this chick. It is kind of funny to hear someone who like, Here's someone she was almost like belittling athletes. Like, yeah, I didn't know I'd date somebody who she, just throws a ball for a living. She as was, if like as if being an actress is like God's gift to the planet. Like she she came <laughs> off to yeah, me like she? she is too woke 
for sports. Like, well, she oh, is my, my fiance just throws a ball. He, or I think she had some, I, I don't know. My wife was listening to this interview the other night. Uh, she said something like, oh yeah, I, he's actually just a nerd who wants to host Jeopardy. That's the dude I know. Like, are you fucking- Which is, Well, that's fine, right? Yeah, like, like, I, I like is, that, that part is, of Aaron Rodgers, that is for sure. Fine. That is fine. But the way that she said it, like, come on. She just- I mean, in that respect, Rodgers is more- than just a football player, which I enjoy. Like Brett Favre is just a fucking gunslinger, and he always will yeah. be. He'll be a Wrangler jeans, mowing, mowing his lawn type guy. Great, but Rodgers is an Rogers actual is so, like intellectual. Like, like Aaron Rodgers, he owns a stake in the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks basketball. He's team. been donating he has, a shit ton of his money a, this year to coach. He has relief. a venture capital firm. Did you guys know that Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. has a venture capital firm? Like she didn't talk about any of that. Yo, all I'm saying is. <laughs> He is my goat. I will go to the grave saying that Aaron Rodgers is the goat of the NFL. I, fuck you, Tom Brady. Rings are team stat. Aaron Rodgers is the goat. He's the boat. I, he I will say he's do, the boat, not the goat. Same, it's literally a synonym. Greatest and best mean the exact but same thing. But they don't. Goat. They don't. Anyway, they didn't mean they mean is, he is the goat. He is the boat. He is the best <laughs> player, quarterback, whatever. <laughs> to ever do it and i am so happy he's on the green bay packers so i don't care who he marries as long as it makes him happy and makes him want to stick around the Packers I mean, for the rest of his career I mean, the only thing that concerns me is that i don't know if this la wife is gonna want to come up and do the winters in green bay wisconsin and she's gonna force when, him to retire no, or move to LA. That's my concern is when is he well, going to the Chargers to LA, or the, I, the Rams? I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. That's if my this, concern. If this wedding actually goes through, they are divorced within two years. Well, yeah, wait. So Omar made Omar and I made a vet on the strip at Vegas. I took Rogers in perpetuity with this chick and you said they were either not going to get married or get divorced within the next before his career is over yeah, yes like before before he retires from football, i like my odds that he will still be married to this chick by the time or, the, or yeah or this wedding's just not gonna happen but, before we get into long long-term things here i mean she is woke she is a full-blown hairy hippie we know this to be true she's a vegan is she not yeah that, that, according, according those to my things, wife i have not researched those things this. yeah i have not researched this either <laughs> this is what people tell me maybe she is a very moderate <laughs> human being with very aligned thinking of, of my own, uh, but maybe not. Maybe she's a fucking <laughs> vegan from California. Woke. Nah, as woke as me. Um, so, so one of my friends at work wanted me to ask this question. So, if you had to rank Aaron Rodgers' relationships as, as we know them, how would you rank them? Right, but that's a big caveat. As we know them through the media, but see, yeah, and, and, and it's also tweets. hard because we don't really know this girl at all. Like. They have one TV show. Yeah. Not only that, but like they, they weren't even like publicly together until two weeks ago. No, I will say it it was like during his speech, everyone was like, wait, what? It is really sad to, to, to see Danica because she went from like living life to be like, Oh, it's all about like balance and love. And like, being reflective about like what matters. And it's like, fuck, like she hit this one hard. Like she was. So so how, how would you, how would you rank what do we just uh, define the terms? All right. So what, what, what do you mean define the terms? Ed, the Aaron Rodgers relationships, as we know them, how would you rank them? Number one, Danica, it's, it's like kill, marry, fuck. 
You, yeah, let's you go, mar- go, go MFK <laughs> on, the three, on the three You girls. marry Danica. Shailene Woodley, that- <laughs> Danica Patrick, and Olivia Munn. You, you marry Danica, hands down. You fuck Olivia, Olivia Munn, and you kill the chick he's about to marry, dude. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like, what are you doing, kid? Oh, I don't know I'm, what he's I'm doing. I'm 100% in a... No, actually, you know what? I would, put, I would probably marry Olivia Munn. What? Fuck Danica. Dude, that devil woman? Dude, he won his he won his second MVP when he was dating Olivia. Dude, Olivia is the girl yeah, you have fun with in Vegas. Not the girl you take home to mom and dad. Yeah, she, she's a, if Olivia, we're going based on his play on the field, I think we gotta go with Shailene. Shailene Woodley's a dirt person. I'm not going there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you guys are harsh. I mean, Shailene, I love you, and you're. I'll do a one-on-one interview without these. <laughs> we'll get these a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron, Shailene, like, come on here, do your honeymoon. I'll I'll fly I mean, to your honeymoon and interview you there. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> thinking optimistically, maybe this is, he needs to just like stop thinking about pussy. He's married now, or he will be married. It's just football from now on, you know? That, yeah. That's, there's that's no, kind there's of no Olivia Munn outside telling yeah. him to come back and do some weird he's things. Always, he's always played his best when he's been like solidly in a relationship or what just like nothing. Or, or nothing. Or nothing. I'm yeah. saying when he's got the relationship drama yeah. is when he's had his down years which as he says are careers for other quarterbacks which is I true. love that yeah, it's true but yeah. yeah maybe maybe now he's like okay off the market i'm good good to go I, let's just go yeah. out there and win fucking games throw fucking touch i mean i i wish the guy well i think and and like to his credit no one in the nfl or really in i mean this is not true people in sports get this attention but aaron Rodgers gets extra attention to his personal life for the mysteries and lack thereof yeah. that there are in his life and like everyone you know from the gay rumors when he first came out and all the bullshit you hear from our fans that are you know or our our, our friends that are bears fan whatever not eating cheese. These people, yeah this is I mean, this that's is the, the one that i bullshit. take most personally <laughs> but but whatever yeah can i along those lines kind of moving off of his relationships the the fact that russell wilson this week was like no i'm not requesting a trade but if I were to be traded, yeah. I want to go to these four teams. And everyone in the media is like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a totally normal thing for him to say. Whereas Aaron Rodgers could, like, sneeze yeah. next to Matt LaFleur, and they would be like, why do they hate each other? <laughs> like, he wants to murder Matt LaFleur and get to, get to San Francisco. Like, since San Francisco picked Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers proved them wrong, ever since that day, they've been trying to, like, convince Aaron that he should go back to somewhere else. They yeah. want him in a big market that they can make more money off of or something. I don't like under- they, they just like try to create these issues where they're, they don't exist that other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, who isn't as good of a quarterback as Aaron, they they're like, Oh yeah, that's totally fine for him to want to be traded and make all these comments or for him to storm out of meetings. Like yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that shit. And they still try to pretend that he like, Hates the Packers. On, on that topic, though, I fucking love all this drama in Seattle. I hate the Seattle Seahawks. Hate how, how, how did they give uh, Russell Wilson the uh, the man of the year thing? He's such a tool. Like, <laughs> he's such a he's like Roger Goodell's little tool. Yeah, oh, essentially, gross. yeah. But he's never he still has yet to receive one MVP vote. So that that's something going. Yeah, I mean, if if you're Let's pick a random team that has a shitty quarterback or two. Uh, the Bears. If you're the Bears, 
Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson or Russell Deshaun Wilson? Watson all fucking day. You think so? Yeah, dude. Deshaun Watson is a baller. He he, dude. He is, he, but they were never. He was never able to like put together the team, the the wins, even when he had. And I again, I'm saying I would disagree with. Stats. I would disagree with that. But like even when he had DeAndre Hopkins, when he had. Like Will Fuller was his two behind DeAndre Hopkins. But think, but look at it this way. So he had he was I mean we're, we're veering drastically off veering off of, off of Aaron Rodgers here. But I'm gonna go grab the bourbon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, isn't it out here? No. Anyway, it's, it's out. um, look look at last year. So he had DeAndre Hopkins last year, but he had no offensive line. He was sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah. Like, and he still made the playoffs and almost beat Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. Like. Yeah. Or, or to, to right, get to guess, the AFC champion. I guess a more relevant question than which would you rather have? Who do you think starts at quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year? Nick Foles. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're getting they're they're overhyping the fact that they might get either Russ or yeah. Deshaun that they're going to get neither. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly like what happened with Khalil Mack a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, Khalil Mack, the Packers were the odds-on favorite in Vegas to sign Khalil Mack. Yeah. And it was everything that I – mean, I was pumped about it. Everybody was pumped about it. I remember I was in, I was at a wedding in Cleveland, Ohio, and I got their notification on my phone that Khalil Mack was signing with the Bears. And the Bears, they came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, they were not even – they were not even in the top five teams to, to, to acquire Khalil Mack. Yeah. And they got him. So I think that's what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to go to someplace like the fucking Jets. Who, yeah. Russell Wilson? No, Deshaun Watson. Oh, Jesus, that'd be terrible for him. I, I'm not so sure it would be that terrible. No, yeah, I, we, think, I think Robert The Jets Solis, actually would make sense because the Jags will have Trevor, right? Yeah. and and uh, No, my so my question was, who do you, Joe, who do you think starts for the Chicago Bears next year? Because that's a little more relevant. Do they me. still have Foles on contract? They have Foles and Mitch. How long is Mitch still on track? One more year? Do another cube? Oh no, he's a he, no. Mitch is a is a free agent this year. Is he? Top yes. Top, I don't need that much. Oh, yeah, I thought Mitch was kind of done on his contract because it was. Isn't he still on his they, they did, contract? They didn't take his fifth year option, so I think he's. They've got to be looking uh, for somebody. Wait, some, they've no, got to be. No, I think he's a free agent now. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Deshaun Watson, dude. It's not gonna be. I don't think Seattle's gonna let Russell go. I don't think I don't think he, I don't think Russell Wilson's going anywhere, but I don't think that Chicago's getting Deshaun Watson. I love. I would be. Rogers I MVP. would be legitimately scared if Deshaun Watson went to Chicago. I'm never scared of the Bears, but I just love that Aaron's MVP this year was like another nail in the coffin of like everyone. You know, Russell Wilson is better quarterback. This and that, like. We beat him he's, handily in Lambeau two years had, ago. Like Aaron he's Rogers, never won in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Let has, Russell Wilson come to Chicago. He's never won in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers has more MVPs than Russell Wilson has MVP votes. Yeah. in his career. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I also just don't understand. Back to Rodgers, because that's what we're all here for. I don't understand how the media, like his media attention. All my fucking coworkers and friends are like. Oh, Rogers going is going away, huh? Like, he just won the MVP with us. If you listen to his interviews, you listen to his podcast with Pat McAfee. He could not be more clear about his situation, how his he cosmic was. relationship with the world and everything. He's he could not be more clear that he, he is going to do what is to right. Stay in Green Bay for the yeah. rest of his career. 
And the how do you construe the, it the other way? I don't understand right. how and you listen to it and he think said otherwise. That, he said that after the Jordan Love draft, it was the first time that like it kind of brought him back to earth. Not that he wants to leave, but that there's a possibility that the team wants to move on from him at some point. But Which is just him being a logical right. Player. That that's just a logical thing to say and something that like every athlete finds out the easy way or the hard way at some point is like. Yeah, like you may love that team, but like it's also a business. And unless unless everything just goes perfectly, I mean, for all you Brady is the goat people out there that are idiots, um, he didn't even finish his career in New England. Like, so I thought it's, that, um... it's a it's something that he has come to realize that he might not finish his career in Green Bay, but he wants to. He's said every time on these interviews, he wants to. And after if he's playing like this he's not going anywhere based on like what the team does like mark murphy said he is our quarterback he's not going anywhere we're not idiots we're not letting him walk yeah I like agree. there's no chance that he is not our starting quarterback next well, year on game one like there's zero chance the, the other thing that was is knock on wood. is telling to me or or just um is it a truth to behold if you listen to one of his interviews in the legacy documentary, I think it's one of the, the, the nineties to the early two thousands ones where he's finally come out on the scene. He's interviewed about it. He says, you know what? Like there are some special positions in professional sports. One of those being the quarterback for the green Bay Packers. Like you can be the quarterback for the Vikings and it doesn't mean half as much as it does to be the quarterback for the Packers given our history and given the personalities and the amazing Hall of Famers we've had. And he is the best of them all, 100%. And that might be one of the differences between him with the Packers and, like, Brady with the Patriots. It's like, the Patriots don't have a, a history. Like, the Packers do. Like, the Packers are the have the yeah. most championships in any franchise history. The Packers have been this one of the staples of the NFL for 100 years. Like, the Patriots – were nothing Over un- years. they were nothing until Brady came and like and Belichick came and like those two worked their magic. Like that's why Rodgers it, is a real it's, a it's true sportsman. Right. Brady has no sportsmanship. He loses a game badly. He walks off the field. He yeah. throws the Lombardi into the fucking no, but Tampa Bay. No, but he's the greatest person ever, right, Joe? No. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I do think that. I also think that Rodgers kind of has that appreciation for the game. What he's doing, where he's at well, in life. Well, where he he's at, but also it. I think he really appreciates teams that were willing to give him a shot more than other people. Because, like, most of these other quarterbacks that have had these shots, they got recruited out of high school and they went and played for that team for three, four years. And they did great, and then they got drafted by a pro team, and right. they were always the ones being courted. So if they didn't feel they were being courted, Rogers then they're happy to go see who else will court them. Whereas Rodgers, I feel like community college, yeah, like the, the fact that he had to work his way like through community college, through Cal, which like yes, it's a it's a D one like Power Five school, but without him, they've never really been a school to be feared like rogers will forever be the kid who's shooting a shot at marissa miller yeah, exactly. <laughs> in his yeah. and, and like and, and 
then his draft comes around and the same shit happens where like everybody, all of the stars align for him to play for his childhood team. And he's the number one. Everyone knows he's the number one. And then all of a sudden they just skip him. And then he just watches that stock drop. And, and then to have a historic team like the Packers taken and have him come in and have the success he's had. I, I feel like he doesn't want to throw it away. And the team may have, like you said, when Goody was like, oh, I'm going to, like Omar's take is that Goody wanted to swing his big dick around yeah. and take a quarterback. I mean, but when when you see the success that Rodgers has continued to have at this age, at this high of a level, like you don't throw that away. No. Like Mark Murphy said, he's We're not, not idiots. idiots. <laughs> the, the, the Packers are the greatest team, the greatest story in sports history. And Rodgers might be the greatest story within that. Yeah. Brett Favre has a great story in the, the Lambeau years, Lombardi years, sure. But with the whole transition from Rodgers or from Favre to Rodgers and his three MVPs and all the relationship shit, I mean, and more to come. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end this segment just by yeah. saying if if the Green Bay legacy or not the legacy, but the Favre to Rodgers experiment ends with just two Super Bowls, it will have been a failure. Why do you always have to be so just end on a bad note? It's terrible. Yeah, no, but good thing that, it won't that, be it like won't. that. I don't think that's, it will. It's, I don't think it Aaron, will. That's for future future offseason episodes. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, I have said this before and I will say it again. Aaron Rodgers will retire with three Super Bowl rings. Regardless, three. let's move into halftime, boys. Let's move into halftime. All right. Um we just we just had a uh some delicious we, we we did a yeah, Marat yeah. tasting between Johnsonville and what, what's the other brand? I think Usinger's like classic Milwaukee brand. They yeah. sent me a little winter promo after I uh, bought a little holiday gift box from them. And I got the, the Brat special. It was like six different flavors. So we put up uh, Jayville's best. The best of the best. We love Jayville. Johnsonville Brats. Best Brat in the game. The only Brat in the game. Perfect for your tailgate Sundays. <laughs> Still the official unofficial Bratwurst sponsor of Sharp Cheddar. But we can yeah, add we can still waiting to make them officials. We can add Bratwurst sponsors as we go along. We're like I said on Instagram, we're just a Bratwurst podcast for the drinking problem. <laughs> but uh yeah, so we had the we had the uh, Johnsonville cheddar and beer, which is a little cheap. It's a little cheating because they inject cheddar. It's pretty hard and to beat that. So good. They're versus so using yours, just fresh, classic. Yeah, the the standard. Yeah. Home recipe for Usinger's broth, and I don't. I actually have not had Usinger's that often because everyone I'm home. I mean, th- I, what I have mostly is like their summer sausage, their cracker cheese combos because they do all the all the above. Um, I've probably had their summer sausage before, but this is my first time having their brats. I have to say, I prefer the Usinger brat. Wow. To the to the Johnsonville brat. Never thought I would hear Omar questioning the the cheddar and beer. I I never thought I would either, but you know. It, it happened. I, I had it today. It was delicious. It was. It, it was. It was. What, what was the word you used? It was heartier. It was a heartier broth. Nice snap on the casing. Yeah. It was really nice. It, it's got, Joe, what, what's your? So we got one for Usinger's. Yeah. Joe. It's, it's the Usinger's is interesting because if you were to inject beer and cheddar in it, maybe it would beat Johnsonville. I think straight up Johnsonville still kind of wins my heart a little bit. But the Usinger's, I see the potential there. It's got. It's good meat, good quality casing. It's a good overall product. Um, but like like I said, when we were eating them, 
I'll know for sure after I eat the rest <laughs> of those five packs in my freezer, which I like better. There's, I have Polish rotten onion, Cajun, the, the Bob Euchre edition of them, the baseball brought, like there's a lot more to in there to try and see what they got to offer. But first things, you know, the first taste really good. I'm just not ready to, to crown one. Not ready to the other. Yeah. Johnson. I think I, our, I get it. Well, well, Hank. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think that the Usinger's, the meat, it, it was a much like heartier meat yeah. within the casing, a lot more meat to fat ratio than with the Johnsonville. I love the snap of the casing. I think that that, yeah, I like that, that you're t- that's that. a little bit better for Usinger's. But like Joe's saying that the cheese with the brat combo is, or the cheese and the beer combo injected into the brat. At least I, for, I game, for what we're using them for, right. drinking high life and I, I watching Packers football. It gives the slight edge in my book still to Johnsonville. I, I At also, least for now. Yeah, yeah. I, I So I think we got two to one Johnsonville, but it's a close that one. Is, that it is, is a close one. Throughout the next few months, we will be <laughs> updating this. this <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should do more, more than 100%. just the Usingers. We should do jo- a bunch Joe of has ones. Joe yeah. has a, a, uh, an onion brat. That that yeah, yeah. really that really intrigues me. So I, well, you got to put the I, beer onions on the bun. I also got to yeah. say, I, I I have a little story that may be biasing my my opinion, but mm. when I was maybe like eleven or twelve, my dad, my grandpa, and I went to a Packers Lions game in Lambeau Field. I think it was like New Year's Day, so freezing cold, tons of snow on the ground, just a Love it. blast and. One of our Classic. family, yeah, one of our family friends gave us their their parking pass. So we are second row right next to the stadium. Just lovely day. We got the little mini Weber grill going. We got nice. some brats going. And my dad gr- is born and raised in Sheboygan. So she we were this. driving up from Michigan, stayed the night before the game in Sheboygan. And sure. because we were there, my dad, although he – is actually friends with the people who started Johnsonville. He's like, yeah, this little, this little butcher shop is like at the corner of where, of the block I grew up on. So why don't we go try like Misfits and we'll get those. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like out of left field. Yeah. So we get some, some Misfits brats for the game. That's like, that's pretty famous. Oh, it's, it's, it was a good bra, but I'm sorry, Misfits. I don't think I can ever eat me felt brats again because lost as <laughs> as oh, no, no so as as we are grilling it's like a freezing cold january day and we're huddled around the little mini weber got the brats going and these two guys walk up one of them is kind of standing back holding a, a video camera the other one comes up to us and he's like hey guys how's it going we're like good what's going on and he's like oh just kind of walking around checking out the tailgates like love your tailgate setup here like what kind of brats you guys are grilling up and my dad's like oh normally we go with johnsonville but today we went with miesfelds because i'm from sheboygan and we stayed the night there right. and he was like oh that's really disappointing to hear because we're actually from johnsonville oh, no. and had these been johnsonville brats you would have been the fans of the game with sideline passes. No, since they're not Johnsonville, we can't. Johnsonville, we still love you. Send us this season pass. Yes, so that I never, I never have, bet against Johnsonville. I will never, I will never forget that day. 
uh, uh, Johnsonville, if you can make me the fan of the game to make up for that. Or Meesbelts. <laughs> if, if you guys can, yeah. like, I don't think you, you, you got the Johnsonville state. Look at this. We, we got a – oh, that, that crushed – Just a tearjerker little Little 12-year-old Hank was like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. We got a, we got a, a Sharp Shutter exclusive story. I think in all the years we've been going to Hammies, we haven't heard that one. That's true. I'm, that one's almost got me to cry. Like, <laughs> I mean, but boys, like, what a life. You get the – we're doing brat tastings. We're drinking some bourbon out here, drinking a smoking a cigar. Like it's late February and the sun is yeah, out. It's it's, it's I'm wearing a t-shirt in Washington DC. I'm wearing my 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 shooty. Yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning wishing it was a game day because mm-hmm. we're pretty much treating like one. But oh man, what a life! So shout out both to Johnsonville and using jersey this time. Let's Great also brats. do a shout out to Rumpelman's treat. You know, Rumpelmans. Yeah, Rumpelmans is, is now a staple. It, that is, is, it is 100% the liqueur of Sharp Cheddar yes. Green Bay podcast. 100%. 100%. All season we were having it. You know, we were going to Hammies. We were having shots of Rumpies there. You know, we just did a shot of Rumpies before we started this. <laughs> of course. You of know, course. In Vegas, we got Lonnie's to start bringing us <laughs> shots every, every five it, minutes. It was, it was so top shelf. They didn't originally want it to be part of the open bar, but, but we convinced them yeah. to otherwise. They brought it to us, and that's all that matters. My, um, uh, my other shout-out this week goes to uh, Greg Jennings, of all people. He uh, he sent me a very personalized happy birthday video. Really appreciate it. He's our newest fan, newest listener of the podcast, Greg Jennings. Um, I, I did not want to like Greg Jennings, but after, <laughs> <laughs> but after seeing that, that, that was pretty fucking sweet. I, I know that I know that that's kind of a standard thing that people can do for their birthdays, but still, it was it, it was, was pretty awesome that to see that. Video. It was funny as shit that it made my day for sure. Yeah. So shout out to my sister for making that happen. Yeah, getting the shout out to the podcast on top of just your birthday. Yeah, that, that was cool. So you got any shout outs, Hank? Besides the brats, we did we did uh. I mean, I guess me spells. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want to send us a pack, we'll we'll taste test those. And if you want to send us some sideline passes, you might win. <laughs> um, maybe not. Um, I don't. We don't think we have like a better spotted be- cow. You know, love. I haven't had one since since yeah. the season. Yeah, yeah I haven't had a spotted cow it, in a minute. Yeah, but that's you know, unfortunately. We can't get they it. Can't get it out in DC unless they want to sponsor our podcast and send it out. Here. I don't know if I, I might have mentioned this on a podcast during the regular season, but I, I did a quick one night business trip back home to Milwaukee, and I stayed at like the airport hotel, and I checked in, and they had like an open fridge with all the beer you could get, and I was like, "Is that a spotted cow?" Like right when I'm checking in, like, "Oh yeah, sweetie." Like, what do you mean? Like, you're in Milwaukee, and I was like, "I will have a bunch of those, please." Like, delivered to my room or whatever. Like, it was amazing. I was like, this is this is why Wisconsin's great. Just spotted cow right there at the check-in. Yeah, I, I am planning to go to a wedding in Milwaukee in June. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stock up nice with whatever I can whatever I can bring back on the flight. Absolutely. Anyway, so let's get into the second half. Let's talk about all the changes that have been happening with the team, starting with the change in defensive coordinator. I have to say I am concerned. I am very concerned. About I want Joe Barry. I want you to keep your keep yeah, going you, because you, you also were concerned about Pat. Like, you no, I know. I was really excited. The reason I want, initially, yeah, yes, over the last year or two, you were not a Pat. All right. Well, this I'm the reason it I wouldn't want, be a sharp center podcast if I didn't have some stats. I did a little bit of work. So let let me let me just say something. Okay. I want 
Omar to say his stats here because him and particularly Matt as well, when Petten got signed and hired, they thought that he – I might be embellishing here, but you guys thought he was going to be the savior of our defense. I did, yeah. I had a lot of confidence based on your confidence. And, I, I, you know, I said, hey, maybe maybe this guy could be a head coach for us someday before we signed Matt LaFleur. I thought he had relatively good defenses for us. The defense last year was good. It came on strong. We went a different direction regardless, of it, which is fine. I don't know anything about this Joe Barry. The Rams have obviously had a very good defense. Yeah. So that's a good sign from where he's coming from. But other than that, I don't know anything about him. So, so Joe Barry has been a defensive coordinator twice. From He was the Lions defensive coordinator in 2007 and 2008. In 2007, I'm just going to go down the list here. 2007. Uh, they're passing. They allowed the second most passing yards in the league. They allowed the 10th most rushing yards, the, the most total yards and the most points, but they're also, the however, it's also the lines. They, they did, they did get the third most turnovers in the league. 2008, the, the Lions did not even win one game. They were, they had the sixth most passing yards the most rushing yards, the most total yards, and the most points allowed. No, 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 no. I don't know if that speaks to him as he an was, individual or as the Lions of franchise. Okay. Omar. Like, he on. was also the defensive coordinator for the Washington, the then, uh, then the Washington Redskins. Yes, the other powerhouse of the league. 2015 and 2016. 25th in passing yards, 26th in rushing yards, 28th in yes, total but, yards. Omar, again, we don't care about these stats. They're also the, the Redskins, like I, does that reflect on the hey, individual or the franchise as a whole? So this past this past season, I know Matt and I have been very tough on Mike Pettin, but the Packers were seventh in passing, fourteenth in rush, ninth in total yards. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to fire Pettin. I know. I, I I'm I'm now very I'm very concerned. Now he was the linebackers coach. You just for can't the be happy though. Omar. I know. Exactly. I can't. I, you just I can't, can't be I'm satisfied. Never I'm never happy. I wanted Pettin. To stay, I liked him when Fuck. we hired him. I thought that he was making good strides, and I do understand after that NFC Championship game. But I do put a lot of that on the on the offense. No, I, I, that, I I don't think that was a fireball. The, offense no, for... the, the offense there was there were two plays in 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 particular in the NFC Championship game. There yeah, were the two, Kevin King play. There were two plays that doomed us. There was the Kevin King play. Yes, Mike Pettin fucked up royally by Kevin calling King should have been able to by calling man-to-man coverage kevin king should have but, been but, able to go man to man but Petten should also not have called man-to-man coverage True. on that True. on that play yes he, he, he said sucks. that too he said he yes that it was that play and then it was also matt lafleur not going forward on four and kicking that field goal those were the and two the bullshit interception the bullshit been. well i mean whatever we still could have survived that those were the two plays. There was one on the defense, one on the offense. It was not all on Mike Pett. I don't like, think it, it, it with Pettin's thing, it's not that he was underperforming by any means or made an egregious call here or there. I think it's just like, you know, he, he served his point. It was never going to be a long-term thing. We want to go in Matt LaFleur's direction. Matt LaFleur did not hire Pettin. He I, wants I, to I hire Joe Barry under yeah, his own system. That's the and fair. that makes sense to me. I'm of two minds of this, though. One – like you look back at the Favre years and when he, we had success, he had a top five, top three defense. We had right. We put Reggie White yes. in place. Yep. If you give Rogers a top 
10 defense, he gets to the NFC Championship game. Give him one of the best defenses in the league, and we're going to win handily. We're already winning 13 games with a top 10, 15 defense. Yeah. So in that respect, I'm sick of having just a middle-of-the-road potentially top 10 defense if they play well on any given so week. My, give me the give me a fucking defense. The big the but, big the big thing this offseason is whether I mean we we are going to drop Preston Smith. I think he's going to be a post June cut because then he he will will clear like 12 million off the books or something like that. I don't know. So it's and better we that for we, the cap to go June June rather than yes okay. it's be, it's better for the cap to go post we only June have cut. like 10 9 to 10 million to spare right now. I mean, and don't we need to do that before March, like mid March or something? Uh, I I don't know. No, you do it before know. you sign your draft picks, which is June. Oh. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely post June for Preston Smith. We're gonna get rid of him. Imagine if we put somebody else in that's gonna be able to take up. You know, Zadarius Smith had the second most double teams in the entire league now, Dude, behind JJ Watt. Smith. I'm has, not even has... saying JJ Watt in particular, but somebody that's going to take some pressure away from z dude z i think we said this in like the 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 third the the third to fourth quarter of the season i was like i don't think we're giving enough credit to zadarius smith like obviously we're, we're taking pro. it for granted he has had i don't yeah. know what the stat is like he, 25 plus sacks in the last two seasons yeah. in, in, with the postseason that and hasn't with, happened with since, the second most since like the 90s in those, yeah with, with the most double teams he is yeah, we need to get that guy locked down. He is he is so more think, of a talent than re- and that, that kind of goes to, for that kind of goes to our our salary cap issues as well. I think that a couple of the keys, if we really want to hit the salary cap issue and be able to sign some some other like veterans that might be able to come in and make a difference. Cut Preston, yes. Yep. Obviously. As much as it pains me to say it, I don't think we're re-signing Lindsley or either. Jones. But Williams is a maybe. Yeah. And then as far as re- we need to restructure and extend Aaron, restructure and extend Devontae, restructure and extend Z. Those yeah. three, yeah. because they're set to make a lot right now, but they don't have a lot of time. Devontae yeah, and did, Z have we, one year left. We just so came out saying that, so that we're we going to make restructure. Uh, Z, Z has two years. Two. But, yeah. but if we restructure and extend both of those guys, we can lower the salary yeah. cap now and allow them to stick When we need to, long. given exactly. COVID and exactly. what the league's going through. Yeah. Well, we just came out saying that we were expecting to make Devontae the highest paid receiver in the league, yeah. which we should. But hopefully it's over, like, Seven or eight exactly. years. Yeah. You yeah. extend exactly. it over a long um, period of time. You make it a lot of like signing bonus, so it doesn't yep. impact the cap as much. Like you, you can make some workarounds, but right now d- he, he, Z, and Aaron are set to hit the cap pretty fucking hard. But you want to keep those guys beyond the contracts they're signed for anyway. So you extend them yeah. and you restructure the contracts in such I mean, a way that we can go out and whether it's JJ Watt, whether it's someone else like let's go out and make some moves now like the window is wide open two years back to back in the nfc championship you cannot ask for a bigger window than this dude so do it now we were talking i i mentioned this earlier well not this particular point but i mentioned uh khalil mack earlier the bears are going nowhere fast and if they cannot if they can't land russell wilson or deshaun watson like they're talking about they're going to like continue Jay, being trash. Yeah, Khalil Mack's contract is not insignificant for a team 
that is over the cap and not winning. Right. But it, there could there could be a casualty there. I mean, like an Allen Robinson or an Allen Robinson. Yeah. You guys jumped into this and know more than it, but you jumped into it quicker than I wanted to. We still have to touch on the fact that we uh, we fired Mendez, special teams coach, and hired the guy from within. Which don't I like, like that. I don't love the on sur- like on that. service level, you guys don't like that. But after hearing some takes about who that guy is that we did promote from within, he seems like he's a real leader, and I I trust the organization to believe in that guy. I don't care if he's com- where he comes from. If he's coming from within, that's even better in my mind. But regardless, that happened. That was a clear need all season that we needed to stop punt returns from getting where yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, but no, so on defense, my first take, what was my first take? That I'm sick and tired of having a mediocre defense behind Aaron Rodgers. That said, the, I my, my entire talking point all season on this podcast has been, it wasn't about the defense. We will beat any team because we have the best offense, except for, again, apparently until we play the box or the off game that we lost to the Vikings and the Colts. That all that's all it was. We lost four games. Yeah. And you can't blame the defense. I, I so and I don't, and, I don't. I'm I'm but, but, I, but then you have is, the best offense, you have the MVP. So what what are you gonna do to be better? I mean, we do need could the defense have won that NFC championship game? No, I know we had we had three picks. We had two I mean, picks in at the yeah. end of the game to put us on. We could have so again it but comes to that execution, and that, it that, is, and yeah. that's I think that's why I don't blame Pat and I don't blame the defense. But do I want a better defense? Absolutely, every single game, every single season. Pet Petten's Petten's miffed call came at the worst possible yeah. time. It it really did, but I don't blame Petten for losing that right. game. Right. No. Yeah, I I will also say I this season was one of those people who's like, we didn't need another receiver to make us a Super Bowl contender. And I mean, like, I'll what? still, I'll still stand by that. We didn't need one, but it hurt that, it, it hurt that it, Lazard was it, out for the majority. Yeah. It, half the and season, it, it really, more. yeah. I mean, this is two years in a row that Rogers had by far the most dropped yep. pass yards in the league. So I do think that having, besides from Tunyon, Devonte had the second fewest drop, the second lowest drop percentage. Lazard could be a legitimate two if he was healthy. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that he should be a legitimate two, but he could have been if but he was healthy all agreed. season. That's all. Awesome. As much as I love my guy EQ, <laughs> could you imagine if I was say, no, could you imagine if our wide receiver two so I'm going to pause until the sirens go past. Uh, we're out on Joe's deck smoking stogies. But could you imagine if we had Devontae at one and we had like Michael Gallup or Will Fuller at two and then Lazard and MBS at three and four? Like that is a substantially better you offense. Could stop us, yeah. yeah. And I do think that those two guys are really realistic this year, especially – like there are a lot of wide receivers who are available in free agency yeah. this year, which means the prices are going to be a little bit lower. And so if you don't go for a number one wide receiver, I think those number twos are going to be much more affordable. And again, I'm biased. I love Notre Dame, but Will Fuller has proven with the Texans, he can be a stud. Yeah. And the fact that he had that little run in with the PEDs this year is going to do nothing but drive his price even lower. 
I think that Will Fuller might be and one he, of the best free agent pickups we could possibly and it's, make. And it's very clear that Matt LaFleur wants him. Yeah. I mean, I, Matt LaFleur worked with him. Yeah. Like, they know each other. They've, like, he's coached Will Fuller. He knows he's good. He, we, he was a huge rumor mill before the uh, trade deadline this year. Dude, I remember, but the, I remember the, the, the trade deadline. Came. I remember that very – I log into Twitter exactly one time a year. And that one time a year is around free agency. And I was just re- refreshing the Twitter feed every fucking minute. Yeah. Just waiting. Because I, I was like, there's no way in hell we're not going to sign Will Fuller. There's no way we're not. And ultimately, that wound up being a good thing. I remember being super pissed about it at the time. I'm pretty sure I posted about it on our Instagram page. I'm but, terrible smoking cigars. I'm sorry. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway, um. Yeah, I remember being very mad about it. We we went to Hammy's and watched the the 49ers game that night. Um, but yeah, it was devastating. Wound up being a good thing. Hank is completely right. That PED episode is going to do nothing but drive his price down. I'm sure he's still going to have suitors. Like that. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. He is too good a wide receiver to not have people going after him. Yeah. But he's a realistic pickup for us. Yeah. Assuming we can figure out the rest of our price wise, he's realistic. And I do think, I do still think that there's something to say, like, yes, a lot of guys in the league will just take, okay, you can, these guys are offering me an extra mill than you guys. So I'm going yeah. that way. However, I do think that having a chance at a ring makes a difference. Having a coach that you've worked with before makes yeah. a difference and everyone wants to catch knows? Aaron Rodgers footballs and yeah, who knows if I mean if JJ were to sign with us Will might be like I know him I like like if JJ's signing there maybe maybe yeah. I'll sign there too like if we could pick up JJ Watt and Will Fuller in free agency and no one else I would love that free agency I, I would season. I would consider that I'm a, not I sure we can afford JJ and also a lot of naysayers say that he's over the hill I don't. He's I don't still agree. had the number yeah, I don't one with that. double teams this yeah. year. You don't double team someone who's over the hill. You don't. No, like, I agree. He's still a beast. I think you put him on the same line as Z and Kenny Clark. That defensive and Gary, line and Gary. Those, yeah, I think you move. Yeah, you have. This. I mean, I'd love JJ to come home to Wisconsin. Yeah. I think that's a great storyline. As much as he wants to be with his brother in Pittsburgh JJ or whatever. But. inside, like, I know that he's more of an outside guy, but, like, you move him or Gary inside and, like, get – gets or him or Z inside. Z, and Z has some, experience playing inside, yeah, too. Yeah, you do yeah. Z inside and then have JJ and Gary on the outside, which gives – they can't double-team two yep. guys on that line. Like, unless they Sean is going to have a big part in that yeah, season, oh, for sure. Oh, sure. I think if you – that that line is – is crazy. I, I do want to say though, I mean, getting back to the offensive side of the ball, where we still had the MVP and Devontae went healthy and the best offense and the, the, a backfield that we've never had before. As soon as we see adversity, like from the Bucks or something goes wrong, a turnover or whatever it is, we're down. Lafleur, he's still a young head coach, but he needs to figure out how to yeah. how to overcome those. You know, you get a drive or two that ends in a third and, third down and out whatever but 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 what could help that is having a second third fourth option that is reliable not like yeah. an mds that's going to go 75 yard touchdown but another guy who is a possession wide receiver yeah, yeah. like Devonte, who like a again like a cob get those matt is even said yards. like a cob yeah. who can just get a slant get no not even just get a five yard 
reception yeah. to, to move the change. And, that, and that's where, like, I don't know if we well, had a legit chance at Justin Jefferson in the draft, but him being, like, the second overall rated wide receiver as a rookie, I yeah. mean, that I, was a mistake. Like, clearly, I we should have gone for though, that guy. I mean, obviously, what you're saying isn't wrong about, like, Matt losing some of those – a lot of those games when he's down, not knowing how to come back. But if you look at year one, when we were down, when we lost, the, they were blowouts. Like, we got down in the first half, and he – To the Niners, it, to um, – All of our losses, it was like – No, nah, I wouldn't say all of our losses. The Colts' loss was close. No, no, he's saying two years he's ago. Saying two oh, years, two ago. years ago. Okay. Two sorry. years ago. Not no, bad. that's what I'm saying is, like, two years ago, it was like if he got down, he crumbled and – it was the only game goner. we should have lost this, last season was to the Vikings. And then the game we lost to the Vikings was the only game we should have lost. Yes. Yeah. But then in this past season, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, then we had, and I said that after the Colts game, I was like, you guys gave me shit. Cause you were like, well, I, I don't want to be okay with a loss and I'm not okay with a loss, but it was reassuring to see that like we lost, but we were competing up until the last second of that game. We were, we came back in regulation to like actually push overtime. Like we, we were able to make that a game, even though we lost. And as much as the Bucks game sucked, we came back and had a chance to win. And yes, we lost and it fucking sucked, but we came back from down kind of big and made it close and gave ourselves a chance to win. And that that is something that I see as a positive progression. You're right. He's like, Matt Lafleur. Obviously, I'm not happy with losses, but seeing a progression of going from here's a blowout loss, here's a blowout loss, to here's a close loss, here's a close loss that you put yourself in a position to win but didn't do it, and now I'm hoping next year he's not going to have that same issue of overcoming yeah. being down. And I like, think something yeah. that, that that needs to be said off of that is that throughout the 2020 season, whereas we saw perfection and excellence in Aaron Rodgers, we never needed to see him throw a Hail Mary to win a game against the Lions in Motown. We never needed him to have a crazy fourth quarter comeback to have Mason Crosby kick a 56-yard field goal to win against the Cowboys. Like, like we were good enough to win the games that we should have, and yeah, we lost here and there, and and for whatever reason, the Bucs had our number. But – and I, I think that's, that's actually good. We don't need Rodgers in his later years to be the musician that he was before, where he ran the table. We're winning 13 games a season, and there's no reason we won't win 13 next year. And we need to give him a better defense. We need to give him a better supporting cast, the O-line, the, the which running goes backs, back, the Which goes back again. to my initial point. I'm worried about Joe Barry. I, I am. I, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I, I will say – I think I'm. I would think that but, I was but, on record, but, but dude. I don't know. I mean, I think I, that I, I was I, on record saying that I was worried about Matt Lafleur. Like I was worried always, about a lot. You've been worried about literally everything the Packers have ever done. I'm yeah, pretty I, sure I, if we had a so, podcast, so have I, you would have been worried about Aaron Rodgers. I probably would have been. So you have I been worried about? Devontae no, Adams. actually, no. I was actually pumped about Aaron Rodgers because I was so you, fucking you tired. Been worried about no, no, no. Adam. David Bakhtiari. I will agree in the fact that he has been worried about moves. I've been worried about moves because I've trusted what we've had in the past and change can be risky. And I think you and Matt are also on record saying that it's not about the coaching. It's about the personnel. When we played the the Falcons in the NFC championship game, we had a terrible personnel. That's not a coaching thing. It's personnel. 
that's either on the GM or on injuries or whatever have you. It's that not about a defensive coaching call. So if yeah. we put the deep, the defense in place, yes, we need to have a good scheme. But like a JJ Watt can disrupt that. It doesn't matter what scheme you put him in. You just let him run. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think I think the defense is I kind think- of a, a different beast in there. You get a good person to motivate them and, and have the right people in when you need them. But it's not like an offense where you need to have the moving parts. So speaking and, of and the, the personnel, speaking of personnel, this is one thing that we haven't touched on. We're going to need to find somebody to replace Kevin King. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, one, of the, one of the things – I know that go. you're concerned about Joe Barry. One of the things that I like about him is that his, his like, specialty is linebackers. And mm-hmm. I think Pez's really? specialty was kind of yeah. D-line. And That's look hot. at how our D-line improved. I, I thought Pez was secondary. I don't know. I think Pez um, was, was more secondary. like blitz packages. Stuff, I thought, I, yeah, I don't know. But – Joe Barry's specialty is linebacker. He was a linebacker's coach with the Rams. Yeah, last year, and, yeah. and we had this past year, we had too. we had some like like between Martin and Barnes, like they played really well for young guys who didn't have a lot of experience and didn't have a coach that like was a linebacker's guy. So if and that's always been one of our biggest weaknesses in defense has been our inside linebackers. If yeah. we have a guy who can come in and be like this is what you guys need to be doing to make an impact on the field. Yeah. I think having those inside linebackers who can disrupt plays could be the game. And that, that's been, a, that's been let, a problem with the, the Packers for years. The, right. No, I know. And so you let the D line coach run the D line. You let the secondary coach run the secondary Wait, so, and you let, you let Joe Barry be like, this is my specialty. I'm going to like, obviously yeah. have my fingers in it all, but like if he can make an impact, on the inside linebackers, that yeah. could be the game changer. That could be. Okay. Right. Like, even when we have Blake Martinez, who is a good inside linebacker, but he's he good. isn't a disruptive inside no. linebacker. I, think, I, I do think that he he actually proved, I think, that Petten was not using him effectively. Because he was a – I watched a lot of Giants games last year. Yeah. And Martinez was a stud. Right. No, that's what I mean. So, maybe – Joe Barry, if he can come in and make our linebackers disruptive players on the field, have these even just these two inside linebackers who can go from blitzing and getting in a quarterback's face to dropping into coverage and taking out a tight end or a running back to prevent those short dump offs like Having someone who knows how to utilize an inside linebacker to the fullest extent and the Ram, could and the Rams, be a game changer. The Rams and were the let, number one defense exactly. last year. And yeah. you just let let Z and Gary and Kenny Clark and hopefully J.J. Watt do their thing. <laughs> let Jair <laughs> gonna, and Savage gonna, Amos do their thing. Let those guys just do their thing. But he can teach those inside linebackers how to take us from – a fine solid defense to next level like that's the the gap that we've always had and that's the gap that tom brady and other guys have exploited is oh these inside linebackers are in no man's land let me just exploit them but will you get a jj watt jersey yes yes (laughs) i bet you guys are gonna be pumped about that i'll be pumped i'll get one i I think maybe to to wrap up this i love my paul one we just uh, look. We just cut Rick Wagner. We cut Christian Kirksey, yeah. who I had some some hopes for. I thought he was going to be really good. If he stayed but, but, healthy, again, but that was, we, we that, had we needs. said that before the season. If he stayed healthy, yeah. right, I need it. We have needs at wide receiver. We have needs at center. If we don't sign Lindsley, 
we clearly have needs on the defense. If it's replacing corner. Kevin we King, corner. we need a linebacker. It'd be nice to have a JJ. There's needs a lot. So, and we just cut Wagner and Kirksey. What are your, if you have one take here, either via free agency and then draft. I want both your picks right now. So uh, one free agent and, our and one, one draft if you want to happen. Yeah. So I want, two I want players. I want, I'm not going to name specific players. Two positions. My, I want first round pick to be corner. I want, I want a legit cornerback. Like, a, like someone to back up Jair, Jair. and oh, Savage is safety, but like clearly worked out. No, I want somebody opposite Jair. Jair proved that he can be yeah. the best, not, not one it, of the do best. That your rookie year. The you can do best yeah. corner in the league. I want somebody opposite him. That, that I think should be the draft pick. I don't know. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to draft, you pick the best person on the board. I'm a Ted Thompson guy like that. But it is, I mean, it, again, going off last year, I don't know how you didn't go wide receiver. If there is a wide receiver one that can start, like a or Justin Patrick Jefferson. Green. Or Pat, yeah, that Patrick is, there, is the one that I'm pissed And about. that can make a difference right away. You you go wide receiver that can that can be Devontae's. Devontae learned from a cast of characters. Jordy Nelson, first and foremost. You get a guy that can now come in behind him and be – a stud in three, four years. I, I'm so that's, what you want. Go for. I, that's what I would go but for. But before you go, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm on the record saying I did not want us to draft a receiver that we were dependent on. But a Patrick Queen, middle linebacker, that is a that is a tough position to get right. And Patrick Queen was on the board. Yeah. And we didn't take yeah. it. And he proved to be a stud for well, the Ravens. We'll, we'll, we'll have an episode before the draft. Yes. So the draft will. is what? April, it's late a, April. End of, end of April. So yeah. we'll have we'll have an app before then for sure. So we'll we'll preview the draft. But all right, quick. First round, what position? The best, best player available. All right. Fun. You cornerback. Corner. corner. Um I would like to see it on the defense though, too. I'd like I'd like to invest in the defense regardless of the fact that I think that the offense needs to be consistent and executed. Yeah, I'm going to say I wouldn't hate a corner. I kind of want to see a run stopper. I want to see us not give up run. Someone to back up Kenny if he goes down. Not back up. I want him next to Kenny. I want Gary Gary and Z on the outside, Kenny with a rookie stud on the inside. Not a Tyler Lancaster. Not a Dean Lowry, not a Tyler Lancaster. Though Dean and Stevens did come on late. What if if we get J.J. Watt? Then that changes. Then then what do you want? Then I think think either corner or wide receiver. I think those are the two needs that I want to see addressed. I mean, you're going to hate this call, but like we'll have probably Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. Uh, if you a, say run, a fucking running, a running back, back would not you. be a terrible no, call. It would, it, would, because, it would not be a no, terrible it call. Would you need to continuously invest. Those positions yes. are only two, three years, and yeah. then it's then but it's maybe you I'm find gonna, gold I'm or maybe go you back don't. To this based on a you have few. to continually invest, just like but, cornerback. No, you but, continually invest in cornerback and running back. All of the and offensive line. Those all are the, of the you always draft those guys every all, time. All of the can have enough of them. All of the mock drafts that I've seen have had Chuba Hubbard going in the fourth round or late in the Yeah, you third. like that guy, huh? Chuba Hubbard is going to be What's a the Oklahoma State? Yes. Last year, or in like two years ago, I guess, he was a stud. He came in being one of the Heisman favorites this year until preseason injury, and then by the time he was healthy, he played a few games, but Oklahoma State was trashed by that point. So he was like, why am I going to risk another injury? Yeah. He, he like came back just enough to prove he was healthy. 
And he was good in those games, but he was like, I'm not going to risk another injury. He is going to be a stud in the NFL. If we can get him in the third round, take him hands down. So I don't want to waste a first okay. round pick. on Third, third round, fine. I hear yes. you. But as far as a first round pick, no. I think it has to be a I quarterback. Think, or if we don't get a J.J. Watt sort of player, a run stopper. I think, I I think the four. The, I think wide receiver, we have to get a free agent. Yeah, I, I would rather have Fun- a Michael Gallup is, or Will Fuller. Funches was a one-time deal, right? Yeah, he's dude, not fuck Funches. No, well, he was a two-year deal, and this year didn't count because he sat out. So is he on the team? We have him for two more years. He, we may cut him, but he was on a what? A one mil a year? We'll keep him. You think we're going to keep him? Why not? Or else he probably he's he's gonna gonna be, I guess we'll. I guess we'll see how he's going to be a staple of the team. I think. We'll, no. I guess we'll see how we compete. No, but we'll, he ha- he essentially hasn't think, played in two years. I think. We have four positions we need to address between the first, th- like first two rounds of the draft and maybe two free agency pickups. Yeah. I think a D lineman, especially when we cut Preston Smith, yeah, a cornerback, an O lineman, and a wide receiver. Yeah, those four. Because we're gonna let Lindsley walk. We gotta, we gotta get another lineman. Yeah, I don't can, necessarily like that, but boys. maybe not second round. But I think if we can go. Wide receiver, D line, cornerback, yeah. and then running back and O lineman in like. Let's get really good players at all the positions that we need them at. Love that. There we idea. go. That's a good, good analysis. Boys, I'm out of bourbon. The cigar is uh, on its last little tidbits here. I got to pee like a racehorse. Um, lots, lots still to come off season. Brought tastings, draft picks. There's definitely going to I think be some our, more our personnel next, changes on the team. Our next one's going to be a wine and brat tasting. Yeah, I still have a vintage, I believe it's a 2017 uh, Ice Bowl uh, anniversary. Uh, anniversary. It's a Pinot bottle, Noir, right? Pinot, uh, some kind of red <laughs> that has been sitting on my wine wall for about four years now. So Wine wall, meaning literally the only bottle yeah. in his wine rack. <laughs> yes, correct. Not, yes, not correct. a wall full of wine, just one <laughs> bottle. So we're, we're going to pair that with, you know, again, the winner of the Johnsonville using your, whatever it is, maybe, maybe the uh, – you know, the Broughton Onions goes well with that. We'll see. We'll Maybe Meesfelts, if they want right. to get into the game, right. send us some Meesfelts. We'll so, uh, test yeah, out. a draft coming up in in two months or so. Um, Matt, I don't know where you're at or if you even <laughs> listened, but um, you're still baby back bitch. Um, so is Stafford, so are the Bears. Fuck the Bears. Put uh, Matt, Matt in the The Broughts are strong. The Cheddar is still strong. Regardless, the offseason, we're still kicking it. We're still doing our thing. So um, new and better things to come in 2021. Uh, you got you guys good? Anything I'm else? good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, we love you. Shailene. We, we love Jerry's you, Shailene. <laughs> we, we, we will grow to love you. But uh, until next time, everybody, everyone knows strength of the team is related to the cheddar. So stay sharp. And go, go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go.